My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. I'm happy to be here, and you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Hi, guys. Hello. My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Are we feeling okay? Are we feeling not so okay? Well, regardless of how we're feeling, we'll regulate our bodies, and we'll do a deep breath. We'll do a four count in. We'll hold and then we'll do a four count out. So we'll do our four in now. And then we'll exhale. Nice. Um, But yeah, I'm really happy to be here today. You know, I think things are looking up. Um, A lot of shit's going on in the world, but trying to be positive, you know, trying to get that inner peace. But yeah, I've been feeling better lately. But yeah, kind of throwing it back, I have a returning guest here today. Uh, I know, they've been on before. A season, oh my gosh, I think it was just last season. And I'm so happy they're here with me today. Welcome back to the show, Mila. How are you? Thank you so much. I am so excited to be so happy to be here. (laughs) <laughs> you love the little tagline you know yes. yeah how are you doing though what's new what's going on you know it's been it's been like uh, almost a year since I saw yeah. you last so it's been crazy like really a roller coaster I mean I feel like that's just the lifestyle I chose like <laughs> it's just a roller coaster constantly um in terms of just like the jobs that I've been doing in the past year so since I've seen you I've had like four different jobs like day jobs to support my music so that's like crazy um and then also I've been doing so much stuff with my music I yeah I'm so excited to get into it it's it's a lot it's a lot of new things that are really really exciting um just more than anything like I've been meeting so many new artists that are so fucking cool like there's just this new wave of artists that are like maybe like two, three years younger than us, dude, that are like crazy, like crazy talented. Like, you know, we see iPad babies, but these are like um, (laughs) garage band babies. Like they have been producing since they were like 10. And I'm just like, holy fucking shit. They're so cool. I love like the freshness of like, I feel so old saying this. (laughs) They're only a few years younger than me. But like, honestly, it's been so cool for my music. Like, collaborating with like fresh minds because it's really it's really been inspiring to my music and like adding a new flavor and like refining my genre blend I feel like that's really cool I I love still meeting new people I think that's one of the reasons I have this podcast and it's just really fun like collaborating and getting to know people especially too through like art especially because I feel like that's just a whole different experience than like getting to know someone like at a party you know absolutely absolutely it's so different and I mean it's it's cool to like I'll meet them at parties obviously and then we're like you know kind of going off that and then I start following them and seeing them through art and like yeah just art is inspiring keeping yourself around art is so inspiring whether you're an artist or not like I just think it it keeps you so in tune with like like your emotions and your creativity oh yeah for sure mm-hmm. um so kind of speaking of new things so since it's been like literally almost a year you've come out with new music you know new music videos and like just a bunch of other projects you've been doing so what's been like your favorite project you've been involved with uh and why that i've come out with oh, okay so in the past year i think i i've done Itu mama tambien 
and in love with you because then Sahitario I think was the last one so of those two they're both songs that um I've have actually been in the works for like over three years no three to two years both of them mm-hmm. but um yeah like and I recorded that when I was such a baby and I made that I, I made like a stop motion. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a stop motion with Bratz dolls. It's like softcore porn. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was, I've seen it before, and then I was watching it yesterday, um, in prep for our recording today, and I was like, "Damn, it's it gets a little spicy." Like, I, know, the, I don't know how YouTube didn't flag me. <laughs> <laughs> There's that part where, um, like you have, which I really liked. I thought you did it really well. You like have like a draping, and then you can see like the reflection, and it's the two girls like. Yeah, like silhouettes like yeah. having sex. It's like so good. It's yeah. so good, and it's I really sensual. <laughs> oh yeah, and I love Bratz dolls too. And I, I dressed up as one for Halloween actually. And I know, right? It's just so it's just so slight. And I feel like they are kind of like queer. Like I feel like Bratz dolls Absolutely. are for the gay girls. Absolutely, they are just they, especially the guys, like the guy Bratz dolls. I oh. was like, oh, and and that was the whole thing. I was like, when I set up this party, I'm like, they're all gay. Like this is an orgy party. Like they're all gay. They're all super like pan, like fluid. Like this is like hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah I mean I, I've wanted to do a stop motion since I mean I was little I was obsessed with fucking like um Tim Burton and shit mm-hmm. so we were in lockdown this was like winter of lockdown so I was hard while like, you know not seeing anyone and, sh- and anything so I that's when I was like doing it and I had the time and stuff and it was it was it was a lot of work low-key to like buy all the little things do you know brat stalls are like discontinued like you can't buy them at the store yeah what like lol dolls have replaced brat stalls oh that's so sad like these children will never know this makes me so ill to my core it makes no sense too because like they would do so well yeah, they would do so well. And ugh, that's just so sad for me, too, because when I was growing up, I had Barbies and I wasn't allowed to have brats. Why and- was that big? It was low-key, like, weird. Like, I know! <laughs> oh, well, I, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of white households that, like, didn't allow brats because they thought they were, like, provocative. I'm like... Yeah, which is crazy because, like, you know, Barbie was out here, you know. She was Helen. She was, she was hoeing, you know, yeah. she was doing her thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and I wanted them so bad. And too, I'm sure you would do this when you were younger. Like, I would always take all the clothes off of my Barbies. Or like, <laughs> or like if I, I was at Barbie. someone else's house, they're brats. And I would just like mm. look at them and I'd be like, mm. yeah. yeah, no. And, and I would make a make out all the time. Like, I that was like something I was definitely guilty of. It was really funny because I did it all alone for the most part, but the silhouette shots, my partner actually helped me with it. And I was literally blushing. (laughs) I was literally blushing. I was like, this feels so weird because this is such an intimate thing I used to do by myself as a child that I felt so much guilt for. Mm -hmm. And now like you're here with me doing it. Like, that's so weird. Like... And he's just like, why are you laughing? Like, I was like, I can't stop laughing. This is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, I, I mean, I, I think that really shows like how, you know, you've evolved and like your journey too with yourself and your queerness and just like you as a musician and as, as a person. So I think that's really cool that it kind of was like a full circle moment for you. Yeah, no, it was. And it was really symbolic, like the whole thing. Um, I wish I didn't rush it. It was, it's hard because like with music that you've had content for, for so long. And I was just so excited to finally like post it. Mm -hmm. I think I, I really forgot that now with TikTok, we can like keep posting our music, like after it's already uploaded to like further promote it. So that one, I kind of just like posted and never like went back to like posting, like being annoying. Like I should have been more annoying and posting it more on TikTok um so I might go back still because I felt like I kind of like rushed it and then I was like okay the next one let's go yeah I I totally understand though the need to feel like oh my god like I have to like push this out now Um, but there's that one person the the thing that you brought that up that reminded me of that one person with that song the you said that I'm really fucking bored yeah uh I think that song came out like a while ago yeah that's the thing with TikTok. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's really cool that you can still like, like you just said, like have this content that you've had for so long, but then still make it new for so many people on TikTok. So that's really cool. Yeah. Like there are so many songs on TikTok that were, that came out forever ago, were super obscure. And like, for some reason, random as fuck, like became viral. And now these artists, these, some of these artists are like making music that sounds nothing like that now. Some of these artists aren't even making music anymore and they're just randomly you know, getting these checks, which I think is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, TikTok's a crazy place. I'm glad it's really just like, you know, giving like new life to all this new music or old music, I should say. Right. Right. Yeah. So kind of speaking of your music videos too. So for both of the music videos you just mentioned, how did you kind of like create that vision for the videos? Yeah. So with that one is like, a queer story it also I go by the lyrics you know Mm -hmm. and um that one is the story of like the first girl who broke my heart so I I would just reenacted it with the brats essentially I knew I knew I wanted like the color scheme and stuff like I am like a a light diet cinematography girly like I be watching those YouTube videos about just like color schemes and stuff so I was I really did like do a deep dive with Itumama Tambien because that was all me. So I I was like watching teenage house party scenes and kind of getting ideas for like things for them to do and shots and angles for that. Um and then with In Love With You, that was more like in collaboration with um this artist in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. So I don't even the treatment was so fast like literally I was visiting on a Monday and I think he had the treatment by like Wednesday and then we shot to Thursday or some shit like that so I knew what I wanted to wear Mm because I had to figure that out before I got to Mexico um which I knew I wanted to be like uh like cottagecore goth ish you know what I mean like with some freaky fairy like fairy with a twist um and then yeah he had the concept of just like when you're so like like love is a drug type shit Mm -hmm. and he was like what if it was like midsummer like had that creepiness to it so I'm basically like getting eaten alive by like the flowers but it's done in such a beautiful way that it's like kind of like getting eaten alive by like because the song is about Mm self-love so 
getting, you know, immersed in that positivity and like giving yourself flowers and burying yourself in these flowers. So it's cool. It's cool. It's definitely more of a visualizer moment. There's not really like a storyline to it, Mm -hmm. but it, I think it captured the essence of the song perfectly. And I, you know, had some ideas here and there of like, oh, we should go over here. We should go over there. But just it being in Mexico already gave it such an importance to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, I was watching that uh, music video too. And I really liked how the flowers, like you said, like came in and I liked how you were in white and the flowers were white. I just thought it looked like really beautiful, like cinematically, like you were just talking about with your other music video. Like I just thought the vibes were there and I liked how it kind of looked like, um, I think it's a super eight camera, but with like the, um, like the border around it in the beginning yes. and they zoom in on you. It was yeah. just, I thought a really well done music video and I liked it. So. Yeah. Gali, the artist who did it, he did such a good job editing and, and getting the vibe right. I was like, Oh my God, thank you. Jesus. Like I didn't have to like do too much directing. He just like understood the assignment. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, so kind of speaking of, you know, art in different mediums like we've been doing, I think the best part about art is that you can be creative in like different mediums, especially with music. You could do music videos, you could do the actual music itself, maybe what look you're putting together for a live show. So what's it like creatively for you, like writing a song versus maybe like creating a music video? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So most of the time, honestly, most of the time when I'm writing music, I mean, it depends, but I feel like lately it's been like me already having the music video like in mind, like when I'm writing it, because I I'm like imagining it like I'm trying to be so visual about the way that I'm like describing this story in my head. Um, But uh, there's other times where I write the song and I, I have no idea. And sometimes I have to ask my friends and be like, hey, like what what are what vibes are you thinking of? Like what what colors do you hear when you hear the, the song? Because sometimes I hear a song so much of mine that I I did that I can't even, <laughs> you know, I feel so, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. So it, it's a mixture. Um, but in terms of vibe, like colors are big for me. And then I, from there, I kind of go like, okay, do I want this to be a story or do I want this to be a vibe? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a a good thing to know, like a a story versus a vibe, because I do kind of appreciate both of those forms of music videos. I think it's fun when it's just like vibey and all this shit is happening. Um, Me and my roommate like to sometimes just watch a bunch of music videos, which I feel like like gay people do. Like sit and watch music. Yeah, and it's and it's cool to see how different artists approach different songs. Because I feel like when I was growing up, when I would listen to music, I would immediately start like thinking of like what the music video would be like. But like with me in it, like I don't know. Yeah. If you ever did. Of course, of <laughs> you course, all the time. I was the main character. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, I would like imagine my little crush at the time, like you know, in the in the music video with me, and it was just such a vibe. We were in the hallway. Did you watch Naked oh. Brothers Band when you were little? Of course, I watched that. That scarred me in a way because I think it gave me my <laughs> main character syndrome. <laughs> I was just like, that's me. Oh, um, I mean, yeah. Well, there was, what was the girl's name in that? The Rosalia <coughs> on my she hit list. She was hot. She was hot. But at the time, I hated her. But now oh. I understand that I hated her because I wanted to be her and be with her because she oh, was beautiful. The 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 gay story of all time, you know? Do I, do I? <laughs> 
hate her or do I actually just want to like be with her? So. No, literally, literally. Yeah. I, it's so funny because I recently looked her up because I was like, what does she look like now? There's like nothing. There's like, really? no. yeah, there, it's so hard to find pictures of her. I think I found like one and she well, looks pretty much the same. Yeah, it's interesting too because not to go off on a tangent, but like they both did acting, the Naked Brothers band, but like the one guy does like horror. He was in Alex. Yes. Yes. And then the other's been kind of in like rom coms. Yeah, like growing up. It's fitting. It's fitting. It kind of makes sense. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, Slay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's been my filler word of like the century recently. Like just saying slay. I love it. We, you know, this is what we do here. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. I'm so surprised it's the first time the British accent has come out. Like it's so interchangeable now at this point. Another gay thing I do all the time. Literally me too. Um, my one friend at work, Kayla, she'll, if I start doing a British accent, she's so good. She'll start doing it and then she'll do it for the rest of our shift. Like it's so absolutely. Yeah. I can do British and French and Australian. You can do French? Oh, I can do an amazing French accent. I just found out that I am 1% French on my ancestry.com. So I am not <laughs> I can actually do it and not feel bad. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. Your French funny. accent. I know. I, it made so much sense. I was like, that's why my accent's so good. <laughs> there you go. It's just in your. It's just in your blood. Um, Slaves. So, uh, kind of talking more about uh, live music now. Yeah. Uh, last time you were on the show, you performed at Pilsen Fest, which is so fucking cool. Um, so, what's your favorite part about performing? Oh, that's hard well so a great example this monday i um so i was just having the shittiest day ever the fucking weather has sucked it's been so cloudy and uh, i just got news that like i didn't get this job that i had like i was in the third interview round like i really i thought i had like i was telling everybody i had it like and then i got the news that i didn't get it and i was like oh okay well fuck me (laughs) and it's just been hard like i mean being an independent artist is so hard on your financial stability so i'm just sad and i'm like just trying to think because i'm like i have a show today Like, like i need to pick up the energy like I'm just like, whatever, let me numb myself and watch Jersey Shore right now. Watch it, get ready, do my routine. I start getting together with my band and then I start picking up my energy because my bandmates are my besties. And yeah, so it's like that, you know, getting to be with my band is awesome, like before the show and then like starting meeting people, starting to meet the other bands. I'm like, oh my God, they're so nice. And then I get a little more energy. And then I get the biggest tummy ache in the world right before I go on stage because I got IBS and anxiety. And so I'm like, oh my God, like, fuck this shit. This is the worst feeling in the world. I'm going to throw up. And then as soon as I get on stage, it's like, it just, everything goes away. And it's crazy. Like so much embarrassing shit has happened to me on stage that I feel like I'm immune to being embarrassed. Like I have fully ripped my pants on stage before Kate. Like, yes, like full panties out. And that one was like, I don't know how no one noticed, but apparently no one noticed. Um, That one was like, not even a stage. It was kind of like a warehouse situation. So there was people like kind of 180 all around me. So I was like, how did no one see but it was literally one of those, like, I dropped it down low and like rip. And I was like, oh, no. But it was like one of the last songs. So 
Honestly, iconic, Mila. If anyone's going to rip their pants and look yeah. slay, it's going to be so, you. Literally, I had to own it. <laughs> it was so funny. And then so this last show, yeah, I mean, the crowd was so good and so affirming. And I, I didn't know so many of the people that were like, just like cheering for me. And like they, before I even started singing, they're like, we love you, we love you. And I was like, oh my God, like this is one of my first shows where I don't know people and they they like know me. And I'm, I was, it was so cool. And the energy was great. Everyone was just dancing. And I fell during that show too. And I just didn't give a shit. Like mm -hmm. I literally fell on my ass because I was like bending down to get my water bottle. And then I fell and I was like, whatever. Yeah. it just doesn't matter like you just got to play it off and keep going like yeah. and in those few minutes that I'm on stage like it just I don't know I can't explain it the energy is the energy is it's it's a journey like with every song that I'm telling with every story that I'm telling I completely immerse myself in every story and like just nothing else matters I'm not thinking about anything else other than like what I'm singing about and what I'm feeding off from the crowd it's it's I don't know it's unlike anything but mm -hmm. it's it's definitely my favorite part of being an artist that's I mean that's really beautifully sad I mean I was that's I mean that's really nice I think too and and I think it's really like honest of you to tell everyone too that you have anxiety and like right before you go on you know you hell yeah <laughs> but then once you get on you're like fine i feel the same way sometimes when i record you know i get a little get a little nervous Hell but then, yeah. right but then once you're on you're like oh this is like my thing this exactly. is like who i am exactly it comes so natural and i would i tell like i tell myself that before too i'm like you're every time you get on <laughs> you're gonna be good but for some reason my brain is still like <laughs> like fucking the wild thornberry kid <laughs> and like i'm just like I, I need to actually be up there to and and start singing too because it's it's not till those first words hit that I'm like okay and I think it's almost like a meditation form because once I start singing like I have to think about the words I can't think yeah. about the fact that like oh everyone's staring at me I like focus so yeah. hard on the words and everything and, and then I kind of like warm into like okay now I feel like I can like engage with the audience and stuff like that yeah that's really cool mm -hmm. um so you brought up uh how you've had some embarrassing moments do you want to share another embarrassing moment yeah so the the pants was the worst um yeah, there cool. was one there have been everything everything in the book and that's wild because you would think I'm like a touring artist with how many scenarios but anyway um yeah. There, the other one that comes to mind is I was super, super sick one time. I had the flu, and I think I was on my second to last song, and I was so severely nauseous. This isn't that embarrassing because no one, no one understood what was going on, mm -hmm. but I was so severely nauseous that I literally skipped a whole verse to try to like, like, no, like not like subconsciously, I skipped the verse. Yeah. And then that kind of fucked up well, like where I was and I had to go back. And, and I can't remember if my band followed me or if I just went back, like something happened. We And I, I was like, okay, that's my last song. Like I skipped my last song and, and I had to like run off the stage and throw up. Oh, that was just like terrible. But that, I, that wasn't super embarrassing because again, no one knew. And the only thing that people could see is that I fucked up the words. Mm. But even then, like I have fucked up the words so many times. Like- 
there when the first year I was performing, it was so bad. I kept going through this thing where like I would forget the first few lyrics to like one of my songs. And like if you forget the first first words you're fucked like you can it's so hard to get back at that point because once I hear once I hear the first word I got it all yeah but I remember like this one time like they had to just keep looping the intro again and again and I'm like looking at my band I'm like and I think I I like mouthed to my band I was like I don't know the words I was like what are the words what are the words and maybe one of my bandmates like went on like their notes and shit and then they like told me and then and then it was fine but that was a moment and that in the moment I was like, oh, with anxiety, I was like, oh yeah. my God, like this is so embarrassing. Like I like I felt like I felt like Eminem. <laughs> I felt like Eminem choking. Oh um, gosh, yeah. But and then yeah, I've I've definitely stumbled. The yeah. fall was cute. I made it so yeah. cute. I don't know how I did, but I plopped on my butt and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I mean, I appreciate you sharing those stories, too, because I know, too, that's, I mean, I've had my share of embarrassing moments in life, but I'm sure on stage, too, like, I feel like I would be so bad at remembering the words, especially, like you said, the first words, because everyone's looking at you, you're waiting to start the song, like, I I can totally understand why that yeah. happened. No, so. literally, it's kind of just like, uh, you, I don't know, the nerves just get to you. Mm-hmm. It, and it's really stupid and and in that time like it kept happening because it was just in my head then I was like okay yeah. it's happened before it could happen again but I'm over it thank the lord yeah and I think like you said too it's like I think kind of having those moments and you know just putting yourself out there it helps you just kind of gain confidence and just kind of be more like who you are like mm-hmm. I feel kind of I still get embarrassed sometimes just in life but I feel like just kind of the more I just put myself out there and I, you know, I'm like, you know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You know, no, literally. And I, people are so impressed when you can like play something off, like the times I've had technical difficulties and just been like, Oh, and then I just hold the pose Mm -hmm. and I'm like, and if they're like, Oh, we can't get the song going. And I'm like, all right, you guys, thank you so much. Like I just act like it was all part of the plan. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, all these embarrassing moments and fuck ups have really made me a pro at like problem solving on on the fly. Yeah, well, that's Mm. really, I mean, thank you again for sharing. Yeah, of course. So what's the coolest venue that you've played? Yeah, so I just got to play Ruido Fest um, Mm. in August. And that was something that was like a huge goal of mine. When I last talked to you, did I know that I was booked for that? I don't think so, right? I don't think so. Okay, I, don't, I would have talked about it. I would have. I like, think I maybe, but I mean that's really great though. Congratulations. Yeah. No. It it's huge. Like that is the biggest Latin music festival in Chicago, and a lot of the artists on the lineup were artists that I really fuck with, like Cypress Hill, and a lot of um, Spanish artists that I've mm-hmm. I've really like. Carla Morrison is an artist that I have looked up to since the beginning of Mila La Morena and someone that was just a huge inspiration of mine so like to share the stage with like her with them and more people that I absolutely adored was crazy um and the stage is just huge 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 like I felt like a fucking ant on the stage um but you know the thing that people don't realize is like with outdoor festivals the sound definitely from 
my POV, like on the stage, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's always going to be a little shitty because music isn't meant to be like in a big space, like outside, like it's just really hard to mix it. And it was, it was definitely a difficult set to get through because Mm -hmm. of the sound. Um, But it was really cool. Still, it was still Mm -hmm. like one of the coolest things I've ever done. And like, getting to do interviews after that for like media companies and radio stations after it was so cool and like sharing that moment with my band was so cool and it was just it was it was really fucking awesome um yeah that's wonderful I mean congratulations I think that's so cool playing like a music festival too and you know meeting like you said like some of your you know people you looked up to and stuff so kind of speaking of that it seems like you have like a wonderful creative community and friends around you. So how does collaboration community influence your art? Yeah, I mean, definitely like the type of artists that I'm around. I'm, they inspire me. They put me on to like their favorite artists and stuff like that. So it's kind of just a lot of sharing ideas um, and making little creative babies with people. Um, so the, it'll mostly be that, um, sometimes it's experiences with people. Um, but most, more than anything, it's like sounds like I, I feel like I go through these phases where I'm like, there's not enough music in the world, which is so stupid and shallow. But then I'm like, wait, like there's so much music that I need to get into. Like more, more so, I guess I'm like, oh, I'm so sick of my library. Like I'm so sick of the songs mm-hmm. I already know. Like yeah there got it has to be something like more I don't know like a new discovery that'll like I don't know itch that itch that desire that I'm trying to like be inspired by and then I'll be put onto some new stuff and I'm like oh my god like like I want to get back to albums like I feel mm-hmm. like I've really strayed away from like listening to full albums and full bodies of work and I really want to get back into that like Cause it, that's so like to hear a good full album is like inexperience. And I, yeah. I want to get back to that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's, I'm trying to think of the last one I listened to all the way through. I mean, like my favorite this is that album. Did you listen oh, to that? Yeah, period, period. that was amazing. Oh was so good. What's your favorite song? <sighs> Probably Ghost in in the Machine. That's mine too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That one in the. Oh, rise you fall. I can't think of what the title is. Two of us? I don't know. Either way, but I feel like those two songs. I mean, Ghost in the Machine less, but are kind of underrated. Oh yeah. Oh, the- a lot of people didn't fuck with it because it's not super R and B. Oh, I think I know. Is it the, I was going to say the other one you were singing, that one is the kind of the rock one, right? Yes. I loved it. Me too. I loved it. And everyone was like, I didn't like that one. I was like, I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. And you and I, we were like, you know, little rock girlies. Hell yeah. Like we were listening to like metal and stuff and, or like rock and things. So when I saw SZA was doing that song, oh my God. I lost it. No, Um, I was dead because I was like, it just really goes to show like she had a little little phase too, for sure. And I know that this was probably really cool for her to do because she was probably like reliving a very special part of her like musical heart 
And I know what it's like to be put into like people trying to put you in a box, like genre wise and her, I can't even imagine like being tied to a label and stuff. Like it must, it must've been pretty hard for her to like fight for that song and be like, no, we should release this. Like, I know it's not like my other stuff, but like, I want to, cause there's another side of me. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And hasn't she struggled with her label too? Like they wouldn't let her put out um, stuff. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, about that but I I did see the video of like they were trying to push back the date Ugh. of the release because saw our or music that comes out I think it was December that it came out but anyway music that comes out like in December time like it usually doesn't do well because it's fighting for which is weird yeah because they say like oh it's fighting for Christmas like and people are busy and they're focusing on other things but you would think okay well no one's releasing during that time so I don't have competition like it kind of just doesn't make sense to me but even like the people I work with um from Mexico like my team like they are also like they won't let me release music in December because they're like no one's gonna hear it and I'm like interesting no how do you know the Sagittario I I pushed and I was like no I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and that was end of December Mm. and right now it's my most successful song Oh, and it's a great song too. Um, yeah, but that's interesting. I I never really thought of it like that. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but also too, not everyone celebrates Christmas. And I I yeah. enjoy some Christmas music, but I'm also like, I like to hear other things right, right. during December too. I'm exactly. not one of those people. And you know, people do their own thing. No worries about that. But, um, but yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, you know, I... I agree. I, I love listening to a good album. Gemini Writes, I really liked. Steve Lacey, I think that's what his album Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Um. So that's really cool, you know? So are there any creative projects you have in the work that you're able to share with us? Yes, yeah, so many. Oh my God, so many. Um, I have a lot of collaborations in the way. Um a music video that I'm working on right now that's so cool and exciting (gasps) is like it's like Jennifer's body theme oh my god yeah it's like basically like eating a boy and then I I give the heart to the girl that I like it's so fucking cute and gay and obsessed with the director she actually reached out to me and she's been doing the most like with just like we, we went to a high school to shoot some of the scenes and that's hard like it's really hard to get like rights to film in a high school and it was crazy too because I had like the freaking cow heart with all the blood like walking down the walking down the fucking oh um, hallways so it was so fun it was a lot of fucking work like the first day of filming I was there I think I got there at like 8 p.m and then maybe 7 p.m some shit like that mm-hmm. and then I got home at 7 a.m oh shit yeah like I was so fucking tired and it's it's a lot of fucking work dude it's because it's like performance like performance after performance after performance like of the song and it's like over and over and over again and I remember the last shots we did were like dancing shots where she kind of had me like improv dancing around like this like warehouse with these columns and like dust everywhere whatever and she was just like, keep going, keep going. It's like 5 a.m. She's like, push, push, go, go, go. And like, literally, I'm just like crying. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm like, I'm so, and I'm a fucking brat when I'm tired. Like, I, I literally mm-hmm. want to die. 
So I, it was a lot. It was a lot, but I just know that these shots are going to be so good because yeah. I put so much effort and like juice <laughs> energy wise into it. Um, so that I'm really excited for. That song is also a banger. So I'm excited to release that. Um, I have some collaborations in the way. One is with this artist named Fudakush, and she was actually on the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh, awesome. Yeah, she have you seen the movie? The the new one or the the Yeah, the new one. No, I haven't got around to it because okay. it's a little no, long for me, but yeah. it's on my list. Yeah. Well, if you watch it, um, her, so she has two songs actually in it, but she, her song is like in a super important scene. Um, I don't know if you've heard anything about it, but basically there's like Mexican, I, I don't know if it's Aztec or Mayan. Mm. Um, the new character is like indigenous. Oh, cool. And so that's why they, they brought on a bunch of like Mexico independent artists to be on the soundtrack, which is so fucking cool. But yeah. anyway, it's a really important scene where he's like showing like, his underwater world and it's like super like atmospheric and beautiful and her song is like in the background and I was like in the movies and I was like like I had already done the song with her and then I found out she was going to be on the um soundtrack so it was so cool because I was like oh my god that's my girl like she's so fucking sweet and so fucking cool and she's gonna be so big so I'm so excited to release that song with her um that song is about stalking people that you're obsessed with. <laughs> I was like, it was funny because it's the first time I was meeting her and I was like, all right, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> this song is giving stalking people you're obsessed with. <laughs> and hating, like, like you're just kind of being like annoyed with yourself because you are so infatuated with someone. And you're like, ew, like, why? Why am I so like cheesy right now? But I opened up to her and I told her how, like, when I was younger, I was just fucking creepy. Like, I don't know what, like, like my hormone levels were just so high <laughs> that I was just so goddamn creepy. And I would be like, like, have you seen Angus Thong is a Perfect Songing? Oh, of what it was used to be one of my favorite movies. When I was yes. Thinking. So, you know, the vibes, like literal, like boy stalking time, like oh. following them around, like, you know, behind bushes, like behind whatever, like that was literally me. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm open about it. I think it's the gayest thing about me. Oh, I, <laughs> I didn't hurt anyone. Oh, literally, I, you know, would do the same exact thing um, online, especially. Hell I was yeah. insane. I had, yeah. I had this uh, crush on this boy and I told everyone and their mom about it. And then like, yeah, everyone knew I liked him. And then I just went full full stalker full stalker no yeah like online kate that's like light that's light. like it, i think the following them is where i was like looking back i'm like <laughs> oh, that was kind of that was kind of fucked up like and i'm talking like fifth grade and it's funny that oh, you shit. mentioned like of course it was boys like at the yeah. time i thought i was straight which is so funny because i was just hyper fixated on like i was like guys are so weird like guys are so mm -hmm. fascinating like male validation whatever yeah and so i would like I'm about to be so funny right now. So in in elementary school, I would like have the class next to them and I would make sure I'm the first in line so that I could like see them when we're all walking to the buses. Yeah. And I would walk behind them. 
literally follow them all the way to the <laughs> and meanwhile kate i'm like screaming i'm like clenching my back i'm like <laughs> as if they're like a celebrity like it was too much and honestly i think that changed the brain chemistry because like i don't know how you recover from something like that <laughs> that's so funny oh my god was crazy. well honestly yeah i was like insanely boy crazy which also should have like you know made me realize i was like maybe a little fucking gay you know right. because, yeah it's almost gay it's almost gay how like insanely like hyper fixated i was on yeah. boys yeah yeah but yeah it's well, so weird i feel like the gay people understand right the people who need to understand will understand i don't care if anyone's judging me like i don't want to be your friend anyway oh so true (laughs) so true um well yeah well thank you so much for you know coming on today i think my last question i have two last questions of course um what's something you've learned uh this past year since you were last on the show maybe about yourself or like your music or whatever I'm learning that karma is so real and that I that's just kind of like a rule of thumb at this point like you meet so many shitty people in your life that take advantage of you or try to take advantage of you or you know whatever and I am just I'm not in a grudge era anymore I'm really trusting in the universe that like me giving good energy and me being like honest and true to my values and like everyone I meet being just very open and pure and and loving and and honest and like if I feel negativity towards someone like you know really taking my space and and trusting my energy that's that's been big um and I I feel like that's also gotten me a lot of opportunities I'm not gonna lie because I'll get imposter syndrome and then I'm like, but I I kind of earned this in a way. Like I've been nothing but positive and I've been nothing but giving and I've been nothing but true and I've been nothing but like sticking to me. And I haven't been stepping on anyone to get to the place that I am. Like there have been so many times where I could have been shisey. I could have been an asshole to get what I want. And mm-hmm. I, you know, that's that's how people people are, you know. But I think me taking the honest route has has given me like true connections and those connections are like what have given me the opportunities that I have today so karma bitch oh I am I agree with you there um and then of course my last question the famous question why are you happy to be here whether that's in life right now in this moment it's really up to you to interpret I'm happy to be here because I feel like so full of love in my life, um, in my relationships, in my friendships, in my family. And I think that has just been through and through, like what gets me through anything and what I feel like can continue to get me through everything. Um, So yeah. Yeah. Love. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure talking with you and recording with you. And I just appreciate you, you know, sharing your experience and what's going on in your life and your music. So thank you again for coming on the show today. Of course. It was so good to talk to you too. Let me know when you're back in Chicago. Oh, I will. I will. Um, I graduate so soon if if those those that you don't know. So I'll be around. So 
Hell yeah. All right, guys, that's all I got for you. Bye.